Hey, good morning, beloved. Good Sunday morning to you. God bless you and heaven smile on you as we try to get our bow tie straight. It is great to be with you again before worshiping through the word with Willie Wade after a couple of weeks absence. We are feeling a whole lot better. We follow the doctor's orders and he, she and he prescribed exactly what we needed. And so we are excited. We are excited. We are excited to be sharing the word of God with you one more time. Amen. Amen. And bless the name of the Lord. Amen. We thank God for each and every one of you that has joined us, that will join us, and we thank God for you coming. Amen, amen, and amen. We are just trusting God for what he has done. One of you that has joined us, that will join us, and what he will continue to do for us. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. We see you coming. I don't know why we are looking so grainy. But prayerfully, it will clear up. Amen, amen, amen. We thank God for each and every one of you. We bless the Lord for those of you who, who continue to, to give. We bless the Lord for those of you who called us and emailed and checked on us. We thank God for all that he did for us in the way of healing, in the way of restoration, in the way of reviving our soul so that we could be able to worship with you again, again, and once again. We ask God that he just continue to bless us, lead us, and guide us. Amen, amen. We thank you, we thank you, we see you coming, we see you coming, we see you coming. Uh, we are going to continue to worship the Lord as best we can. We will start back with our Bible study on this Wednesday at 7 p.m. So please join us for worship through the word via Bible study or biblical uh, studies and spiritual growth and development. We thank God for each and every one of you. And we are excited for just what the Lord is doing, not only in my life, but in your life as well. So thank God for each and every one of you. And we praise God and pray your continued strength and growth in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, let us, let us pray. Let us pray. Let us pray. Let us pray. Father God, eternal wise, we thank you. We thank you for the start of a new day. We thank you for the start of a new season. We thank you, Father God, for a new sermon that you will give us on today. We ask God that you be with us, that you lead us and that you guide us. And God, let me stop right now just to say thank you. Thank you for healing my body. Thank you that the situation and condition was not far worse than it was. Thank you, Father God, for keeping us. Thank you, Father God, for reviving, restoring and replenishing us in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. But not only me, God, so many others, so many other people who were down, who were out, who were sick, who were dealing with mental, emotional, and spiritual problems. You revived, you repaired, and you restored. And for this, Master, we say thank you. We thank you, Father God, for food, clothes, and shelter. We, we thank you, Father God, for a job. We thank you, Father God, for peace and the prosperity that comes with peace. 
We thank you, Father God, for your uplifting, your going out, and your bringing us in, Father God. We thank you, Master, for all that you have done, all that you will continue to do, Father God, as we look to the hills from whence cometh our help, knowing that our help comes from the Lord, who is the maker of heaven and earth, who refuses to slumber or sleep, Father God. We ask now, God, that you take our worry and transfer it into worship. We ask, Father God, that you take away from us our sorrows and turn them into joy. We ask, Father God, that you take our night of mourning and turn it into our night of mourning and turn it into a new day of joy. We thank you, Father God, for closing the doors on yesterday's pains and hurts and aggravations and anxieties and disappointments and opening up the opulent opportunity call today right before us, right in our present. So that's why we call this present moment a present, a gift that we could not have bestowed upon ourselves, nor can we bestow it upon another. Only you could have given us this gift of this moment, this hour, this day, Father God. And so for that, Master, we thank you. We thank you in the name of Jesus. We thank you in the name of Jesus for all that you have done, Father God. And so, God, please keep on doing for us and in our lives and in the lives of our friends and family that which you have been doing. Restore unto us the joy of our salvation, Father God, and provide for us continually a peace that surpasses all understanding, Father God. And now, God, there's somebody who is sick. There's somebody who is suffering. And even if they are not fully healed, make their heart, their mind, their soul fully whole in you, in the name of Jesus the Christ. Let your hedge of protection be around them, Father God. Guide and watch over the doctors who guide and watch over them, Father God. We pray for those families, Father God, since we last met, who had to go to the cemetery, who had to go to the graveyard. And none is exempt from this, Father God, for even the family of preachers and pastors and deacons and ministers have had to make that long, arduous trip to the graveyard. But we know that there is good news from the graveyard, that just as Christ has risen, his death was not in vain, and therefore our faith is not in vain. Just as he has risen, we shall see those who died in Christ again, our loved ones. And so, Father God, we thank you that there's a hope that comes even in the midst of death, that there's a deliverance that comes even in the midst of death that cannot make us doubt you, for we know too much about you. In the name of Jesus the Christ, we pray, Father God, we pray for continued strength and continued deliverance to all of those who are listening to the sound of my weak, feeble, and one day fading voice, Father God. Those who are listening live now and those who will view it later. We ask, Father God, we ask, Father God, for a spontaneous salvation for sinners, Father God, who do not know you in the pardon of their sins, Father God. We, we ask, Father God, for a spontaneous deliverance, Father God, for somebody who finds themselves in a situation that they don't know how to get out of. We ask now, Father God, for spontaneous grace and mercy for somebody, Father God, who has lost their way, for somebody that has fallen down, for somebody who has no idea what to do next. We ask now, Father God, for spontaneous healing for somebody who is sick in a hospital room right now, Father God, touch their body. We ask, we ask, Father God, for spontaneous blessings of prosperity, financial blessings of prosperity for somebody who's about to be evicted, for somebody whose car is about to get repossessed, for somebody who has to pay tuition fees for 
your children in school and in college. We ask now, Father God, that you do it in an instant, that you do it in a moment, that right now in the twinkling of an eye, Father God, that instantaneously, Father God, that spontaneously, Father God, you heal, you deliver, you make whole, you make fresh, you make new, and you interrupt the plan of the enemy in the spontaneous moment, Father God, and that you interject, you interject faith, love, hope, peace, clarity, and prosperity into somebody's life right now. And then, Father God, we're asking that you be with us as we move forward in this sermon, as we go forward in this worship through the word, Father God. We ask that you let this sermon have substance, that you let it offer salvation to the saints. But in all of it, Father God, give your servant, strengthen his body, strengthen my body, Father God, that I may be able to stand. But not just me, Father God, men and women all over the world who are now manning the sacred desk, Father God. For men, were many who manned the sacred desk last Sunday that are no longer here. Their voices are joined and are now push, preaching on the pulpit of pre-existence. And so now, God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you for all that you have done, all that you will do, and all that you continue to do for us day by day. In the mighty and matchless name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, blot out our sins and anything that causes enmity between us and thee. Me and thee that will prevent you from hearing the prayers and the pleas of repentance from your servants. Cast it now into the sea of forgiveness. Let there be no chasm between us. For we forever need you to be our God. And we forever want you to be, we forever want to be your people. Let us feel the power, the peace, the provision, and the prosperity that is provided by your presence in our lives. Draw us now ever closer to thee. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen and amen. Beloved, it is good to be back before you again one more time. We are not going to belabor the hour. We are not. We are not. We have a, the doctor said, take it easy. And that's what we're going to try to do. We have a sermon for you, beloved. And we hope that something is said and done that will uh, cheer your heart, inspire you to go a little higher. In the name of Jesus the Christ, if you have your Bibles, wherever you are, turn with us to the book of Acts, the 12th, I'm sorry, the third chapter, starting at the 12th verse, and we will read down to uh, about the 17th or 18th verse, certainly no further down than the 19th verse, and we are reading from the King James Version of the Bible this morning. Amen and amen and amen. Hear the word of God. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why ye looks, oh, I am sorry, I am sorry. Um, yep, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. And why marvel ye at this? For why look ye so earnestly on us, as though by our own power or holiness we had made this man to walk? The God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, the God of our fathers, have glorified his son Jesus Christ, whom ye delivered up and denied him in the presence of power when he was determined to let him go. But ye denied the Holy One and the just, 
and desired a murderer to be granted unto you, and killed the prince of life, whom God hath raised from the dead. Wherefore we are witnesses, and and his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom ye see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. And now, brother, I wot that thoroughly that through ignorance ye did it, as did also your ruler. But those things which God before had shewed by the mouth of all his prophets, that Christ should suffer, he hath so fulfilled. There ends the reading of God's holy word. I want to talk to you this morning for a brief moment from the thought, still having trouble believing. Still having trouble believing. Pray with me, if you will. Father God, in the name of Jesus, again stands the unlearned son of sharecroppers and farmers. I ask that you be with me now, Master. Lead me and guide me in this sermonic moment as we come to this Bethel place seeking your face and your grace, seeking your inspection for a job that we have to do and seeking your direction and how to do that job. Be thou now our strength and our redeemer. In Christ Jesus' name we pray, amen. The physician Luke uh, tells us in the third chapter the story of Peter and John going to the temple at the hour of prayer and encountering a man who had been placed there daily at the beautiful gate. And when they encountered him, you know the story, uh, they had told him, silver and gold have we none, but such as we have, we grant unto thee, and in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk, and, and the man immediately began to walk, and he went inside of the temple, the temple that they did not invite him in, the, the temple that worshipers went into but did not pray for his healing and deliverance, the temple at the the in crowd went into and went into believing not to believe. The temple that people went into for form and for fashion. The, the temple that people went into because it was part of what they felt like they were obligated to do. Here they were gathering every so often, every Sunday uh, in the house of faith, but they were not living lives of faith. Here they were gathering every Sunday, going into the house of a prayer, answering God, but not expecting any answers, real answers for their prayer. Here they were understanding that we were commanded to pray ye one for another and not praying for anybody other than themselves. I tell you, they were selfish worshipers. Nothing worse than a self-centered, selfish worshiper. Somebody who God has blessed and they want to hoard all of the blessings for themselves. You, you ever seen people pray for you and pray with you and pray about you? And then when God answers your prayer, they get upset. 
That, that, that when God delivers you, they are downtrodden. They are disturbed by your deliverance. That when God gives you a gift of grace, that they get mad and they get greedy and they want not only what God has for them, but what God has for you too. I wish I was in a Pentecostal church this morning. Ah, they went every day into this temple at the hour of prayer. They, they went daily, they went weekly, they went at certain hours at least four to five times a day. And this man sat there, nobody said or did anything for this man other than give him a few coins and what he really needed was Christ. I wish somebody somebody caught that, 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 that sometimes, yes, I'm not saying that money isn't the answer or the solution to some of the world's problems, but, but to some of the problems that people have, the answer is Christ. Sometimes the answer to the problems people have, more often than not, no matter what the question is, the answer is Jesus. I wish I were praying with me for a little while. Now Peter picks up and concludes after they get into the temple and the people are amazed. The people are astonished. The people aren't believing their eyes. They, they, can't, they can see it. They can see this man who was lame, walking and leaping, but they can't believe it. And, and that is to say that, that they still had a problem believing. Beyond still having a problem believing, they had a problem with their belief. Uh, Malcolm X said one time, if you're, you don't believe that your station in life is based on your belief in God, then you need to change your faith or change your God. For if you believe in a prayer answering God, you ought to believe that not only does he answer prayers for you, but he answers prayers for others. And some of the prayers he's answered for you have been prayers that others have prayed about you. I wish somebody was talking with me this morning. And so he looks at them and, and, and he tells them, Peter says, wait a minute, uh, ladies and gentlemen, why are you looking at us as if we've, we've done it on our own power? We, we did not do it on our own power. We did this. This was done in the name of Jesus. In fact, we didn't do it. God did it through us. I wish somebody would stop for a minute and understand that you are doing nothing, but you can do all things through Christ Jesus that strengthens you. That it is not you who did it, but it was God who used you to get the job done. I wish y'all knew what I was talking about, that God takes the ordinary person and does, he adds a little extra, and he does the extraordinary things. I wish somebody in here was praying with me. I wish I could hear somebody say amen just one more time. And so he said, we didn't do this, but this was done through us by Jesus Christ. And, and you know, the Jesus whom you all denied, the Jesus who walked with you and talked with you, the Jesus who healed your sick, opened blinded eyes, made the lame to walk in the deaf to hear, the Jesus who turned water into wine, the Jesus who stood at Lazarus' grave and told death, be still behaving back up. The same Jesus, you denied him in front of Pilate. And the writer says, the scripture says, Jesus said, if you deny me before men, I'll deny you before my father. And so the same Jesus that you doubted, that you denied, and that you delivered unto Pilate to be destroyed and to be crucified, that same Jesus who on the third day got up with all power reduced the hand size, that Jesus, this was done in his name for Again, at the name of Jesus, it has so much power that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess 
that Jesus Christ is Lord. That same Jesus did this. But you see, they had a problem with their belief. Bear with me and then I'm almost done. They had a problem. The fact that they walked by the man who was begging at the temple every day, it says to me, and nobody invited him into the temple for prayer. Nobody, unlike in the story where the four men bought uh, the one man on his bed, they didn't believe that God would do. They didn't have enough belief for themselves. And if you don't have enough belief for you in God for yourself, you certainly don't have enough belief for God in God for others. Watch the comparison and contrast. The four men who who, who bore their friend on a cart, they, they knew there was no hope. They, they knew all was lost. And when they heard about Jesus, when they heard about this healer who had come in the name of God, they decided to travel a great distance bearing their friend. They, they decided, we're going, we can't do nothing for you. And if I can't do nothing to help you, I ain't going to do nothing to hurt you. But I'm going to take you to where Jesus is. I'm going to take you to somebody that I heard might can do something for you. There are some people I stop by to tell you that every time you tell them your situation, they're only asking you how, they do, how you're doing so they can go and tell somebody else. I wish y'all was praying with me. Those four men brought their friend to Jesus. They brought this man they knew to Jesus. But these people... They were different. They didn't have that type of belief in Jesus or in God, for they went into the temple every day. My Lord, at the hour of prayer, to speak and to call on and to pay their tithes and their temple tax to a prayer answering God. And in all that time, they brought the man, the man to the gate. Nobody said, today, we're going to take you inside. Nobody said, no, come on, somebody help me bring him inside so that we can pray for him and pray with him. Pray for his healing, pray for his deliverance. The problem isn't that you can't have everybody pray for you. The problem is everybody can't and ain't going to pray for you. Everybody isn't capable of praying for you. A person isn't capable of praying for you if they don't believe in God, if they don't have enough faith when they look at your condition and believe that God can do something about it. And, and they had a problem believing that God could do something for this man. And so they threw him a few pennies, they threw him a few coins, and they kept on going. But look at the four friends. They they fought through the crowd. They they broke up the roof. They, they were not distracted. They were not deterred, for they were determined to get their friend to Jesus. But those who are going to the temple, I stop by to tell somebody, I hear you, Holy Ghost. There's people outside of the church who do more for you than church folk. Y'all going to get mad at me, but that's all right. Sometimes it's people outside of the church who look at what's going on inside of the church. And there are people outside of the church who got more faith in God than the people who go to church, jumping, screaming, shouting, rolling, and snotting on a floor every day. If the Holy Ghost only make you jump, scream, and shout, but it don't make you love your enemies, it don't make you hand out, you'll reach out your hand to somebody who is helpless, hopeless, and homeless. If the Holy Ghost don't make you ask for forgiveness of somebody you've done wrong, if the Holy Ghost doesn't make you love your enemies and 
and, and help your neighbors, help your friends and your brothers. You got the ghost, but it ain't holy. I wish somebody was talking with me. If all the Holy Ghost do is make you do a holy dance, if all the Holy Ghost do is make you speak in tongues, but you speak evil love and evil to others, then you got a ghost. I don't know if he's holy. Y'all ain't going to pray with me. But nevertheless, 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 nobody brought this man into the temple because they had a problem with their belief. They had a problem believing, and, and there are a lot of people inside of the church today that has a problem believing. For, for the text says that if you have faith, the size, the grain of a mustard seed, and, and some of us can't muster up that faith. And, and no matter what we see, we still have a hard time believing, believing that God is, that God can, and that God will. And, and the word of God declares that without faith, it is impossible to please God. And so these people, they had a problem with their belief. And, and even in the midst of this miracle, even in the midst of them knowing this man was there lame, even in the midst of that, and now they see him walking and talking and shouting and praising God, they still have a problem with their belief. Some people, now that we've come through this pandemic, now that we are on the downward side, now that God has healed and delivered and given man insight on a vaccination, now that many have recovered from it, there are still people who, who God has done even much more. They've seen what God has done for them and what God has done for others, and they still have a problem believing. Three reasons why people still have a problem believe. And I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm done with it now. As young Dr. Wade says, I'm, I'm through with it now. The first reason people still have a problem believing is because they do not believe that the one who bestows the blessing is. You'd be surprised how many people go to church. And don't believe that God is a healer. And don't believe that God is a deliverer. That don't believe that God is a wonder all by himself. That don't believe that God is a miracle maker. In this modern day of, in this modern age of technology and science and everything, they still don't believe that God is a miracle worker. They don't go to church because they believe. They go to church because that was their mama church, their daddy church, their sister, their brother, their aunt or uncle church, and, and ain't nobody going to run them out of their church. And so they go to church not believing in the God whom they're going to pray to. They go to church believing that I'm obligated to go to the church, believing that this is my church, believing that I can do at this church what I want to do when I want to do it. They don't go to church because... They have faith in Christ. They go to church because of their family and friends. They don't go to church for worship. They go to church to be worrisome and to get on somebody's, get on somebody, ooh, I almost said something, get on somebody's nerve. 
And so there are people who go to church who have a hard time believing because one, they don't believe God is. The second reason they have problems with their belief is because they don't believe those who God has blessed deserve to be blessed. They don't believe that what God has given to somebody that person should have ain't nothing worse, ain't nothing worse than a jealous worshiper. Ain't, ain't nothing worse than a, 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 a believer who believes that he should or she should determine who should and shouldn't be blessed. Nothing worse than a worshiper who they want to decide who they think is worthy of being blessed by God, of being healed by God, of being delivered by God. But I'm so glad today that God sits high and looks low and makes a decision on who to heal, who to deliver, who to bless, who to give their breakthrough to, who to grant his grace and mercy to, and I'm glad that it wasn't left in the hands of man because had it been left in the hands of man, there are some people who need a blessing that people would look over. You've seen what the government did saying we're going to bless people and we're going to give these grants and they only gave them to certain people. They, they only gave them to certain races, creeds and colors and communities. So I'm so glad this morning that God decides that it rains on the just as well as the unjust. I'm so glad this morning that God decides who will be the recipient of his righteous grace and mercy. I'm so glad that God decides whom he will pick up and put down. I'm so glad this morning that God decides, I wish somebody was praying, that God decides who he'll heal, who he'll deliver, who he will give one more date to. I'm glad this morning that God makes the decision for your life and for mine, and that is not left in the hands of politicians or people or practitioners of evil. I'm glad, I'm glad this morning that God decides who will wake up and who won't. I'm glad about it this morning. And then finally, then finally, my brothers and my sisters, ah. The final reason people come to church not believing or not expecting anything to happen is because they don't live beyond the opinion of others. They're too worried about what others think about them. They're too worried about what others will say about them. They're too worried about those who might talk about them. They're too worried about pleasing people so they don't have enough faith that they can be pleasing to God. And the worship and the praise they send up is uh, perfunctory and obligatory. Uh, they don't worship and praise because he's worthy to be praised. Uh, they don't praise and worship because they understand when the praises go up, the blessings come down. They don't have enough faith to believe that uh, there's nothing too hard for God. They've read it in the book like these people have, and they've heard the stories like these people have. That's why, that's why Peter makes the reference to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, for he knew that uh, those worshipers would understand that uh, 
God is, I'm a ram in the bush. I feel all right now. <laughs> and that uh, he is a provider for those who call upon him. And so he references Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as a frame of reference for he says, uh, first of all, he recognizes Abraham because he says, Abraham is the father of our faith. And uh, Abraham called on him, and he was a ram in Abraham's bush. You don't hear me. Abraham called on him, and at 100 years old, Sarah and Abraham and Isaac. And uh, he references Abraham because he wants them to understand that uh Abraham represents a God who is able, a God who is ever-present, a God who walks with man and talks with man and calls him his own and will make the enemies leave him alone. You don't hear me. And then he references Isaac because he wants them to understand that God is a God of blessings, that God is a God who... He sees you and he knows all about you, that he knows your frame. He, he references Isaac because he wants them to understand that there is nothing impossible for God. And he references Isaac because he wants them to also understand that uh, if I stand up for God, if I live for God, if I trust in God, if I believe in God, if I have faith in God that God will heal, God will deliver, and God will set free. <laughs> then he represents, he references Jacob because he wants to understand that there is nobody outside of God's redemption. That no matter how bad of a person you are or were, God can still use you. No matter how wrecked up and messed up your life is, I feel all right now, Holy Ghost. God can still use you. That, that he references Jacob because he wants them to understand that we don't get to decide who is or who isn't worthy of God's blessings. And he references Jacob to make them understand that uh, out of this one man came a mighty nation down through the seas of Abraham, Isaac, and then Jacob. And so here he is telling them that uh, you ought to believe in God because he is. And I stop by to tell somebody uh, that you ought to restore your faith and belief in God. I know the pandemic made you panic. And I know that there were times where your money was funny. And I know there were times when there was sickness in your body. And I know that there were times when things got hard, when your nights was dark and your days was lonely and the road got long and your Bodies were low and the hills were too high to climb and too high to reach. But I stopped by to tell you, you ought to keep your faith in God. You, you ought to believe in God and keep on believing that he is the great I am. You ought to keep on believing that he is a healer, that he is a redeemer, that he is a restorer, that he is a provider, that he is the prince of peace. He's still the lily of the valley. He's Still the bright and morning star. He's still a bridge over troubled water. I wish somebody here this morning would still believe that God is. I, I know what the scientists say why the earth rotates and why there's sun, moon, and the clouds, but 
I still believe that uh, he sprinkled the stars in the sky and balled up a ball of light and flung it and said, let there be day and another little ball and flung it and said, let there be night. I still believe that he decided which way the rivers will flow. I still believe that he makes green grass to grow and trees. I still believe that when he said, let there be everything that was not started struggling to become. I stopped by to tell somebody, in spite of science and of technology, you ought to believe that God is. And in spite of what you're going through, you ought to still believe that God is. Don't turn your back on God now. Keep on having faith. Keep on trusting. Keep on believing for this same Jesus that others have doubted is still a deliverer. This same Jesus that others have questions is still providing, even in the midst of the pandemic. God bless you. Heaven smile. Don't start having trouble believing now. These people, in spite of what they've seen, in spite of what they heard, in spite of what they do. <coughs> About God. Still had trouble believing. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Beloved, live a life that is pleasing to God. How you live a life that is pleasing to God is to live a life of faith. <clears throat> Trusting and believing. Knowing that he can and that he will. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you. Let us pray. God, eternal wise, we thank you. We thank you for being Elion, God most high. We thank you for being our El Shaddai, God all powerful and sufficient. We ask God that when we have problems believing, when the facts disturb our faith, that you be Jehovah Shammah, the God who is there, the God who is there. And restore unto us our faith, our ability to believe in spite of what we see, that God is real, and that God can, and that God will do. That God is still a healer, and a deliverer, and a way maker out of nowhere. In the face of this get rich theology, in the face of science and technology, in the face of doubters and naysayers, in, in the face of scammers and preachers and prophets who are out just to make a quick buck, 
in spite of all of the horrible things that we see going on in this world, let your true believers continually to truly believe that you are God. And you will not be mocked. You sit high and you look low. And at times you tell us to be still. To know that you are God. And so now, Master, help us. Help somebody right now, God, who's struggling with their faith. Who's listening live and who will listen later. Help them to know that you are real. And that in order to please you, they must first have faith. In order to come to you and trust him. And that we lean not upon our own understanding, but in all our ways, acknowledge him. In the name of Jesus, we pray and we thank you. Amen and amen. God bless you. Have a smile on you. We want to thank you. We just seen someone gave through the Cash app. We thank you. And through PayPal, we thank you. We thank you, those of you who continue to support and carry the ministry forward so that we uh, would have the sustenance that we needed. We thank you. We ask as you, those of you who are watching um, on one of the Facebook streams, um, please send your prayer request to pastorwadepleasepray at gmail.com and your support to dollar sign WEW1967 or the at sign WEW1967 for your contribution and your donation. Thank you. God bless you and heaven smile on you. We pray that all is well and that you have a wonderful week. In Jesus' name, we'll meet you back here Wednesday at the 7 p.m. hour to continue our Bible study. God bless you and a smile. Amen.